0: yeah 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 no so, I got to stretch I know I gotta you have to, you have to roll you, you cannot be a coach <clears> it doesn't roll can I just tell you Please. that it's
1: so it's Please so wild to see the it's so wild to see I see the younger coaches but then I see the older coaches and you know some of these coaches that are older you know 50s 60s they're stiff like really stiff and they're like and I'm not just talking their legs I'm talking their arms and you know they're on concrete and some of these guys are on concrete for eight, 10 hours a day and they, they almost look like, they almost like a construction but the, worker, but the issue
0: isn't the con, the, no, I know, I know. the issue is what
1: it's the prehab and the rehab. No, you're not doing any preventative and you're not doing any, any reconstruction with your stretching and your, and your, it's more you know. than that. That's okay. part of it. Yeah.
0: It's. So we just had this yesterday, I had a lesson and she's like, Oh, give me a second. I've got desk back because <laughs> she's right. sitting at the desk all day. She's right. like, I got to move. I was like, stop sitting. She's like, I know I got to stop doing it. Right. Well, it's flip it. When you're standing for 14 hours a day, forget the concrete. You just, you can't stand without moving your legs. Completely straight and just feed balls from your arm all day. Like that's not healthy. <laughs> you it's exa- you, we have court we have court legs. Yeah, you're and a ball it, machine, and it jacks up your back. Mm. So I'm I'm constantly moving when I'm teaching. Right, I'm con like I have to roll. I have to, st- and then ready when they're warming up. I'm doing a stretch. I'm doing a push-up. I'm doing squats. I'm doing something that keeps my joints moving. And as a coach, all I'm going to say is, you know. You're right. That's where it starts hitting you mid forties. Oh my God. I'm 50. What is this going to be like in another 10 years? Am I going to need back surgery? Am I going to need knee surgery? Well, we need to do the prevention and these things need to be taught. And in four, I think there should be like in a facility. hold Hold on. There should be somebody that goes around the club and goes to a coach and says, listen, I know you're coaching people about their health and how they move and what they're doing, uh, I've noticed that you, you today you, and all week, you've been standing, you haven't done any movement on the court. You know that this is can have long-term ramifications. It's like the surgeon general's warning on a pack of cigarettes or vaping, right? Like, hey, <clears throat> the way you're doing it and saying
1: to them, and if the coach is like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, it's like, that's fine, but well, it's funny I was gonna because i i I can't tell you the number of like coaches that I see that are fifties sixties and they're coaching the high school class and then they have them do their dynamic warm ups but they don't do it with them no. <laughs> they don't do it with them I hate that. they're the 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 coach the class is running and they're running around the 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 court you know in a square or rectangle whatever, and they're running around and they do like two three laps and that's it you know that sort of thing they don't go with them they're like you know. They're standing there and then they're like, all right, let's do these side lunges and let's do this to all right, side lunges. And and they're standing there and all they just bark at them. And you're like, well, you know, why don't you do? And it's, it's funny because when I considered who I wanted to be coaching my kids, at first I started out with one of the older coaches and he's really great guy. I still love him and, um, great personality, but you know, he doesn't move. And I was like, just can't tie his shoes. Well, and the the problem is, is that I don't, you can, You have to, you know, it's not about necessarily always what you say. People process visually a lot quicker. And so with my kids, like even when I'm, I'm doing it now, like I told you in a previous episode, I'm ghost stroking. Even if my kid serves to me and hits the ball into the net, I ghost stroke the approach I was going to take with the forehand or the backhand. And I completely go through with the whole movement. Because I show them, because I want to represent to them that, hey, this is what you need to be thinking when you're going to be in that position to return. Because so often we see a pro stand there. They don't go stroke. And when you see a pro tournament, they don't go stroke after every, after every uh, ball that hits the net. They just don't. Or it goes out. They don't go stroke. They're like, yeah, no, I'll, you know, when I'm ready, you know, when he gets it or when he gets it over to me, I'm, I'm going, I'm good. And it, I, the, the power in that I think has been really important for my kids and you're not getting that. So you got to talk as, as a coach, you got to walk the walk. You know what I mean? I think you, you, you got to do the, you try well, to Well, that's do-
0: one of the things I liked about you <clears throat> was that. Just
1: one, actually. It's the only one. Well, it's actually the only thing I should like about you. It's (laughs) It's good. Good. I I I can't wait to get out of this episode. I'm so (laughs) out of here.
0: That you never asked your kids to do something that you wouldn't do. Right. And I think that's a huge, again, leading
1: by example. I've never. Well, because I thought to myself, and this is just back, back page, whatever. I was like, wait a second. I'm watching this coach and I'm like, wait a second. My kids are watching this guy stand by the cart the whole time and yet he's saying you got to move move back to the center you got to get here you got to do that split, split step up split <laughs> step
0: well you don't split step well i can't i used to well why can't you well because i didn't do anything to keep me myself healthy right
1: what <laughs>
0: wait do what i say not
1: what i, I do i wasn't per- right and i and 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 so um this actually is a perfect the segues nicely into working on the hard stuff. So I believe inherently that it is hard. It is hard. Every, every one of these things is hard if you don't do them. So if you don't run around the court and you're an older coach, you don't want to embarrass yourself by going one day, just going, ah, there's the high schooler. <laughs> what the hell? I'm gonna go run with them. And then you get halfway around the court and you're huffing and puffing and you can't you can't make it. The lactic acid's kicked in within twenty strides and suddenly you're not you're not making it. So you gotta kinda go do those things in private. Go get on the treadmill, go whatever, practice it on an off hour and just try it. But we don't wanna do it because it becomes hard. It's like, okay, sit up straight. Well, gosh, that hurts because my muscles. Well, that's because you've been slouching so much that your, muscles, your short muscles have developed and your long muscles are now weak and you can't do it. It's it's hard. So I think that there's this whole element, and we talked about this in the previous episode where we were saying that, you know, you might, in the context of the coach and the rhythm of the lesson and doing all this stuff, you're going to have, if, if you as a coach change, you're like, okay, we've been working on this for the last the last eight weeks, we're gonna change it. We're not gonna do it. You get a lot of groans, a lot of whatevers. You might have the occasional person that's like, oh, this is interesting, what's he gonna do? I'm looking forward, I was kind of bored anyway. And at some point, when does, so it's really boredom, right? And when does boredom overcome um, difficult? When does boredom overcome difficult, right? So in other words, changing your lesson, asking someone to do dynamic warm-up where they run around the court and they've never done this before, right? Asking them to do hurdler stretches on the side of the court where they're pulling their hamstrings and they could feel things are going to snap or it just hurts. It's hard, right? But when does boredom overcome that where they go, you know what? I need to do something different. You know, it's boredom or it's there's a need to overcome the hard. Like maybe you feel embarrassed that you can't get that backhand when you're up at the service line. Well, that's overcoming the hard. Okay, now you're gonna do a hundred balls coming at you doing a run up from the baseline to the service line over and over and over. So you get the foot positioning and you get and it's hard because you don't want to do the sprint from the baseline to the service line, and it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. But your need to have a backhand ready to respond to that at that moment is greater than it's going to be hard. Your need... So we have to look for those, I think, as we have to look for those reasons for people to want to overcome the hard, right? We have to find those reasons. Well, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I agree. I'm just trying to... I'm, I'm
0: stuck in the word boredom. I don't know where boredom came in. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Well, understand. we talked about... we Who's taught, bored? The
1: student or let's the Let's say coach? the student... Either one, okay. Let's say they're bored because they've been doing the same you said this in the last thing, the last podcast that we did when you were like, God, we've been doing the same drill for the last three months. I gotta do something different here. You're bored. You don't wanna do it. You're like, this this is. Oh, of, oh, I get it. This so, is boring. Okay, so let me, to me
0: synthesize this. So because I'm bored and they are they've gotten it. So they're in a happy place, sort of. They don't really realize maybe that they're successful, but because of my <laughs> short attention span and my boredom, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to push this. And it's going to make it uncomfortable and frustrating for them. It will be frustrating for me because I know they want to sit in this comfortable place right now because they're successful, but I'm willing to entertain the frustration and the aggravation in order to
1: get back in a weird way. And it'll be frustrating for you too as a coach because here you've got, it's like hurting cats all over again. You had the production line going for the last eight weeks and well, you, no, you forgot the first two weeks, but now you got a production. But line. now that I'm saying it it doesn't make any
0: sense because it's like, wait, I got them to a place where everyone's successful and they're happy. You know what I want to do? I'm going to blow that up. <laughs> like, what's the, what am I doing? Right. But like, you're right there. I've never thought of in those terms of like, right. Boredom is also an hopefully an impetus to put yourself in a bad situation in order to make it interesting snuggling, Yeah, please hit it for me. Oh, I got it. Yes. So it's funny is you may not have this will to be like a master at something, but if you get bored enough, you might be like, you know, I'm going to go after something else because I need something a little bit more interesting. So Wait, oh, so then we don't need to constantly entertain people. If anything, we need to let people become kids, become more
1: bored or ourselves where we're not constantly. If anything, you should take away everything. Oh, look at that. I silenced a New Yorker. What are you looking for? What? That's, That's the joke button. That's the crickets button. We
0: need crickets. We need more crickets. <clears throat> we need more. D- Here, here's you know what's interesting.
1: This would be a oh. Would you, <laughs> as a coach, no. allow people to actually walk onto the court and do nothing? No. what if they and have to create their own thing? No. You know no, even better. I got one ready.
0: I'm going to be the boring coach on purpose, not to be confused with the boring company by Elon. <laughs> where, hey, uh, I signed up for your boarding class. Great, uh, get your racket. I want you to stand on the baseline by the center mark. You figure it out. No, I'm not, no, not going to say anything. No, just, and they're going to stand there. And then I'm going to stand at the service line with the cart. You going to feed a ball? No. Am I going to do anything? Nope. You're being bored right now. That's the lesson. And we're just going to sit there and stand there. And eventually they're going to ask to do something
1: right. If you think about it in that regard, right? That, or the only drill we have for you, the only drill we have for you, are you ready? Is I want you to be within three feet of the net. I'm going to be on the other side. I'm going to hit a high lob that goes back to no man's land. And I want you to reverse change and chase it down and then hit hit a back shot with either forehand or backhand that gets it back into the court. That's the only drill we're doing for the next hour. Well, that depends if they're good or not at it if running back. How many people really want to run back over and over and over for an hour? No, but that's not being bored. That's that would be being. No, they, but what I'm seeing is they're bored leading up to this if you had said to them on a normal lesson we're going to practice this for a whole hour of being 3 feet within the net getting a lob running back to baseline trying to recover and do it and do that over and over and over through the entire bucket of 350 balls how many people are going to sit there and say okay yeah that sounds great let's do it they're going to do like one or two and they're cuz it's so hard to do and they're going to be like okay i'm done can we move on to something but but that's not Boredom? Wait. Okay. But boredom, if you don't offer them any other alternatives, this is the only thing. It's either boredom or it's this. But see, What are you you going to choose? Hold on a second, though.
0: I think we get- Ready? Here we go. Unpack this for a second. All right. That's actually complicated. So if there's complication, it's actually unboring. When it's the easy button, ready? Yeah. Stand on the service line. And I'm going to toss you a forehand that's going to bounce exactly in your strike zone. Right. And you're going to tap it over the net. Right. That's what we're going to do for a
1: full hour. I guess I got my analogy wrong. No, what no. I was trying to say was, let's say, you're, let's say somebody says to you, we're going to play soccer here and all you have is a rock. <laughs> right. You can either be bored or you can kick this rock around you oh. kick the rock even though it's hard as hell to do and you hate it yes but then after a while you're like you know this is kind of fun i guess this is soccer it's, you don't know any different you're like oh well this is soccer i kick a rock because which my you, toe my toe is bloody well would you just make it by
0: adding the rock interesting yeah and complicated and then because it's not perfectly round, you're out in your brain's now like, well, how do I kick a rock without hurting myself? But it's got these jagged edges, which part of my foot should I use? But if I, now you're making yourself smarter and it becomes a struggle. And then the struggle
1: is what makes it interesting. And then you're gonna figure something out about yourself. But I think that the boredom is also the impetus for making it, for wanting to do it. Yes because you have to because you're wh- like wait a second i want to do something here i'm bored like in other words you you started off by saying i'm going to stand at the service line with a cart and they're going to stand at the baseline and they're going to ask me are, are we going to do something and you're like no and they're just standing there like well what what am i doing here then what, what's the point of what i'm doing here but that isn't it of itself The impetus for wanting to do something. No, that is the impetus. You're standing there and you think you should be doing something. There it is. As the student. There it is. You think you should,
0: there it is. What? That's it. Because I'm doing nothing and you're doing nothing. Right. Nothing. And just standing there and you're, well, are we going to do something? No. We're just, you're going to keep standing there. Right. Eventually you're going to fill up that space with wanting to do something. Right. And that, and then eventually you're like, well, can you toss me a ball?
1: all right, where do you want me to toss it? Here. Okay. Right. I, I, that
0: would be an interesting you see? But do you, see, but do you see,
1: it would be, but do you see what I was, I don't know if you saw what I was saying, which was take that same scenario where you're standing at the service line, he's at the baseline and you say, are we going to do anything? And you say, no. And then you say to them, do you let time pass? 20, 30 minutes has passed. And he's like, well, will you toss me a ball? And you go, yes, I will toss you a ball. I'm going to go to the other side of the yeah, net. That's- I want you to stand three feet from the net. I'm going to high lob it up to the back to the baseline. And that's the only exercise we're going to do for the next 40 minutes. A normal person going through a normal lesson would sit there and say, I'm not doing that. Like if you came in to a brand new, to a <clears throat> newly starting lesson, whatever you want to say, and you said, "Okay, here's what we're going to work on for the rest of the time, for the entire time. We're going to do this really hard thing where you got to scramble back." But you did it again. What? This really hard thing doesn't make it boring. That's not boring. No, I'm not saying that makes it boring. I think we're having a disconnect. I, I, we're completely having a disconnect. The boredom is the impetus for wanting to do anything. It doesn't yes, matter. Correct. It doesn't matter whether it's easy or hard. Without the boredom, but, but why do you? But you kept saying, but hon, you kept saying
0: that no one's going to do that. You just said they weren't doing anything for X amount of time, and now you're saying, well, we'll do this one thing, and we're going to do it for a half an hour. Well, they were if they were bored, and now they're doing the one thing. They would do the one thing. Oh, you're, oh, I got Sorry, sorry, I got you. I'm gonna say it. Go ahead. I was wrong. Okay. What you're saying is, because they were bored, they're happy to keep doing the same thing over and over again. If you came in from the get-go immediately and you just kept doing it without showing them what boredom is, they would scoff and be like, i'm this is too hard i don't want to do it whatever but if you set them up for standing around it's like letting air out of a tire like right or that like
1: they're, they're so grateful for something to, uh, to do br- to break the boredom yes you're so grateful. all right you're I so grateful you're it. so grateful to break the boredom that you'll take it like that was my analogy with the. Uh, the kicking the rock give me anything at this point give me anything and i'll do it with and i'll do it with glee and fervor whereas if you sit there and you say from the start with because they have all these options this is what we're gonna do you get groans you get can we do something else can you you get because the options give them a way out right can we move on right how many times have you been told that as a coach how many times? I, I don't even want to think about it. So the options. <laughs> so the options give them a way out. Yes. And then when you narrow the options. You so boredom the f- narrows the options. Yes. Which is really important. So so
0: how do you oh, that's ready? How do you get somebody to come in for a lesson and you make it intentionally boring in a way? That, that so let's just say what boring is. It doesn't mean doing nothing, but where it's not mentally interesting for them. Right. And then you push it long enough that when you give them the the real thing, the nourishment, that they're going to do that long. I mean, like what? That's really an interesting. Well, approach. in some ways, I that's do. In some approach. ways, I
1: do this with my kids, and you're probably going to find this a little bit manipulative, and you're probably not going to like it. But I will sit there and I will say, <clears throat> you know what? I think tennis isn't going to work today. And my kids are like, no, stop, stop. Like, cause I'll say, we're going to do this drill. I'll say, we're going to do this drill. And they're like, do we have to do that? drill? But can't we do something else? I'm going to, and I know why they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it because it's hard. It's a hard drill to do. And I use the run-up drill as, as an example. And I do that. Because they're going to have to learn to sprint <laughs> You're in tennis. You got to get to that ball because the guy's going to pummel you if you don't. So basically, I'll say, you know, I just don't think tennis is going to work today. I think we're done. And they're like, no, no, stop, Dad. Okay, 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 we'll do it. Which somebody hearing that is going to be like, wow, you're a tech. But the reality is, I know that it's hard for them. And it would be so easy for me to just do the easy stuff that's easy for them. It makes them feel good. It makes it look good. I know all this stuff. But it's kind of the same theory I have with smacking the ball back at my kid at 80 miles an hour. I want him to get comfortable with doing that. And it's uncomfortable. When I first started doing that, when the kids were four, There were I'm sure people were looking at me like, you're just a bad guy. But my kids now, I mean... My kids are hit. They just have this ability at that age. They're not standing there crying. Yeah, but the way you were doing it though was also with hugs and kisses.
0: And yeah, if I hit them, which I didn't, no, I no but, yeah, but I did. But what I'm saying is, is that the way you did it was, which people don't see, is having a conversation with them. Actually, at four, five, six, I speak to my kids like. Right, like uh, they're, not, they're not in baby like talk. Adults, yeah. Right, right, but not all. But enough right. that they, with their cognitive abilities, can get it. Yeah. Where you're like, listen, do you, revert, this is why I'm doing this. Right, right. And then when there's understanding on that, and like, and if it makes you uncomfortable, I can stop. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. So by you saying, "Hey, I don't think this is working," if that's if the reaction is coming out of, no, 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 we'll do it. all right, That's that actually shows. Like, would you that ever actually? Sh- let me finish my thought. Yeah. That actually shows that they're interested they, they they're they they're trying to get away from the frustrating exercise. But then when you're like, well, then we'll just stop. No, no, no. We get it. You know what? Boredom is worse than that. <laughs> so I will do it. It's fine. And again, I don't think that it's manipulative because I've also seen you just pull the plug. So if you pull the plug once in a while, which I think everybody should do, and just take the rackets away, take it out because if if they're sitting there and they're like in that space of boredom I'm, I'm really missing the court then that's the right answer for your kid or for you if if you leave and you're not thinking
1: about or it. or or as an intermediate they're just sitting there they're taken out and they cannot play <laughs> they can't swing the racket they can't hit a ball while the other kid is playing it's like oh my god this is what I'm going to do now. I don't want to do, it. but would you ever do that in a lesson? I know you've ended lessons, but would you ever consider doing that? in No, that's a tough thing to say, like making it boring on purpose, create this. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. No, I'm thinking about boring it. situation. The first thing you have to do is think about where are my students at? What do I want to get them to do that? I know they don't want to do that. They're going to fight me on. I got one. That's the first thing. No, no, I've got one. Oh, okay.
0: And a player that is more consistent than other players. So thinking back, I think I do do this. I have to kind of search my brain for a second. Mini tennis. We're just going to keep mini tennis going for a little bit longer than they like. Right. Meaning because it, it's, it, you're like, okay, we just hit it like 80 times back and forth cross court. Are we backing up yet? Nope. And I've done that where like you just, right. So when you've pushed, so the, you're doing an activity, but you're bored within the activity because you're
1: basically not be, doing nothing. This is now doing it, getting bored within us because it
0: becomes activity. so easy. It's like, what's two plus two, four, what's two plus two, four, what's two plus two, four. And you keep, right. So this, your, your game is at a level where the mini tennis is just, you can talk, you can, you can, you can order a pizza at the same time. You don't even need to watch the ball. You just boom, 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 boom. boom. And eventually they're like, we're going to do something else. And then what I'll do, the next step for me is that, okay, but I didn't, I didn't think of it in this context. It was more of like, we're going to warm up your upper body and your hands and your arms. Now I'll say, okay, go to the T. All your shots have to go to me. Still mini tennis, but I'm going to move you around and I can, I'm not going to hit it to you. Right. So then they're shuffling, moving around and the transition from just the cross court, mini tennis, to covering both service boxes and controlling it and their footwork and they're like at first they think I'm joking and then when they, i when i go cross court and then i drop shot them over on the ad side they're like oh, oh my gosh and then they're running forth like okay i'm in i got it and all of a sudden they're like feet move you can see the transition right from that that just in the context of mini tennis then when you can say, okay, then after like three shots, I want you to come up and volley softly to me. So what you keep adding is a tougher part of the equation
1: based on their, and we haven't even backed up yet. So I I think I do do that without really processing it in this way. Right. But what I'm, what I was suggesting was that for, and that's a graduated approach. But what I'm saying is if you came in and someone were, if you as the coach were to say, Pick something that's really hard to do. Like I always say rushing to the net or rushing back. Those are really like sprints and all that other stuff. And you came in and you said, today we're doing sprints the entire lesson. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be good for you. And you need to improve, right? People, you'd hear groans. You'd see eye rolls. The, the whole thing. People would be like, God, there'd be some people like, i said a dick. And then they'd be like, why am I even here? Why did I come? I don't know. But in the meantime, you're like, Everybody needs to learn this and it'd be really good for you. And I think if you did it, your game would really improve because it's the first step to then learning how to stutter step and then set yourself and then really, and then also recover, whatever. The whole point is, is that if you were to start out with that, if you were to start out with that, you'd probably get tomatoes to some degree. I mean, as much as you have good relationships with your people, you'd probably get so by, but then maybe you do the opposite. You do something. That they're really good at, or something that's just super simple. Like it's just something like you were to take your you were to take your advanced adult class or whoever you have, and you were to say, What if you were to do this? What if you were to say to everybody, okay, here's what we're doing. We're doing red ball, we're doing red, orange, or green dot ball bounce. Everybody stand on the side with your rackets. I want you to do ups, ups, ups. candy canes, whatever they're called. I don't even know. I want you to just do this. We're gonna do that for twenty to thirty minutes. And you're gonna have people who are like what are we doing here i don't i don't understand but then you know full well you're gonna ask them to do something they definitely don't want to do (laughs) and so now you're like you're like well we could either do that for another 20 minutes or we could do i I got something i don't know that you're gonna let what is it like it's this over here i want you to do sprints we're gonna do a a 50 of them and they're like i'll do it
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they're like... No, I think that's an interesting concept. That sounds really good. (laughs) No, but I think that's an interesting concept of creating a boring, monotonous thing that seems mundane in order to set set up something that you need them to gravitate towards. That's a great method, actually. I think it wouldn't necessarily work for everybody because some people are just out of the gate ready to go. But I think that that is a really interesting concept to explore as far as how do you create boredom on the court in order to get them to want to fill the space with something more complicated that you know that they need to work on. Yeah, uh, that's right. It's it's that's that's, and I Is think that-, that would really work. But I think that could work. Would that work better with kids
1: or adults? Or do you think that would be something that it just really depends on the personality. Type. I think it's, I think it's people driven. I think it, I think it, I think it personality type. I think it can work on any age. I think you just, you just, because you, you, you coach teenagers. I, I can guarantee you there's, there's drills that you, that they hate. They don't want to do. Cause it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to do. I mean, there were drills that you were running through my kids through that they loved cause they loved being on the trampoline and then jumping off and then, you know, doing the agility ladder. And I mean, think about it. Like some of the circuit you were doing, some of the circuit stuff we were doing early on, you know what I mean? Where it was trampoline, 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 jump off. Or no, maybe it was, it was do the circuit, go through the cones, go through the agility ladder, then come back on the trampoline, then jumpy, 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 and come off. Okay. There goes the ball. And boom, you know, at first it's like, oh, this is fun. And after about the third time, it's like, this is exhausting. I hate this. Right. You can just tell that it degrades quickly, but you want them to be able to do it 20 times. Cause if you, you know, if you get to that level, they're going to be, they're going to start to be on a path of greatness. You know what I mean? If I can get them to do this where it's comfortable and they're accurate at doing it every time but just the thought of it you know it's like pavlov it's a pavlovian response where you come out of the court and the coach says all right we're gonna do this drill again and (laughs) come on you got to admit there's probably people in your audience that are in your in your group that are like oh god really do we have to you know what i mean but if you if you leverage boredom maybe that's really what this is about leveraging boredom to Get people to do the work, the work on the stuff that they don't want to work on, to get them to that next level. Because otherwise, they won't give their all. They won't give their all,
0: right? And if you
1: have to give them something to fill the space with, which will make it interesting. And I think maybe the mistake we're making is we're filling too much space. We're filling too much space when we get out there, right? It's like everything is pre-programmed. Maybe you should let your students get bored a little bit, and maybe you should just sit there. and And this is really scary for coaches because it's like, well, no, I'm the coach. I'm large and in charge. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to come up with this. I'm just coming up with the other end of the boredom. No, yeah, no, I get it. Again, I'm. I, I'm constantly really dangerous this. and scary for coaches because you're the expert. You're supposed to know what you're doing. You're. you're you can't. If, if if you don't come out there and fill the space, well, then you're less of a coach or whatever it is. And, and I don't. I wouldn't blame them at all. But I'm just suggesting that for the betterment of the development of the student, wouldn't it be interesting to create scenarios or setting or something hypotheticals where they are, the coach can feel comfortable in introducing that, you know what I mean? Do
0: you know what this reminds me of? No. There's a movie with Gerard Depardieu and- (laughs) He had his moment. Oh, he did. He's a French actor. Yeah. And he was in this movie called Green Card. Mm Mm-hmm. And the idea is that he comes from France and he needs to stay, he's a, he's a classical pianist. Right. And he ends up moving in with this woman who helps him stay in the country. But the whole movie, you never see him play piano. And so the whole, th- <laughs> no, it's great. And it's, it's a slow burn. And it starts to get a little boring. And they push it till the last like 15 minutes of the movie. It's like an hour and a half movie. And the last scene is he's in this woman's apartment and he gets called out at this like dinner party in her apartment. Can he actually play piano? So he, he has to play now at this scene. And he sits at the piano and he looks at everybody and he takes his hands and he's a big man. Yeah. Gerard Depardieu. And he starts smashing his hands all like a kid. Like, <laughs> pa, right. and like, da, <gasps> every key as loud as he. It's the worst thing you've ever heard. She feels like she's been duped. The party is aghast. And he puts, and his hair comes over his face. And he does, and his hands just rest on the keys. And then he starts playing for real, right? One note at a time. And he plays this amazing, melodic, beautiful. And like, I was like, I was in the room and they took it all the way. And it's like, Oh my God, that was like the best payoff. And I'm a star Wars guy, right? I've seen every shit, right? Things blowing up. That scene had so much weight to it that it, it's, I mean, this movie's 20 something years old. Well, it's still more than that, th- right? it's older than that, that, yeah. that scene sticks with me. So, how do you create that kind of rising action? How do you get that through boredom? Think of that. They created rising action. Things were happening in the movie that set the stage. But at the time, you're like, okay, it's, I get it. There's a relationship here and there's some sexual tension and whatever, and some creative tension maybe. But, and then it came to this, this culmination where it just, mic drop. How do we orchestrate that green card moment on a tennis court? Because, because watching a movie is passive. I, I could have turned that off at any time. Yeah. And, and Gerard isn't like, after I turned it off, hey man, you, you know, I wasn't like, screw you, Gerard. This is like the worst, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't know the feedback. It's difficult when you're a coach because you're getting the feedback from your movie. They're like, dude, this sucks. You know, and you're like, oh, and I'm dying out here, right? It's, it's a bad play. You're on stage. So this, I, I I don't think there's anything to say. I'm just like, oh my God, I got to really think about this. I got to really figure out is this doable well it
1: actually fits nicely with you too because you're so big on creating space for processing and yeah but this is set not the stage, space though. for no, processing no. <laughs> this is space for emoting <laughs> yes. like people are like aggravated as i'll get out with you or the fact that you're not doing anything you're not putting on the sully show you're not you're not giving them the easy you're not whatever or you're just you're doing nothing and that that's like, holy cow, like what do I, you know, and it's a real risk. But then at the same time, the payoff could be like you're saying with the movie, it could be a huge payoff. You just rocked my brain, dude. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, <laughs>
0: can we need an explosion? I need an explosion. I think we need sound. an explosion sound. You just blew my brain open. Awesome. I rocked my body.
1: Okay, you can say, I don't know what I did. I'm about to rock my body. So you can say... I don't know. No, I think you rocked my brain because we were uh, in the throes of trying to figure it out and I I thought for a minute you weren't going to go... You you were going to resist and you were going to just dig your heels in and it was going (laughs) to fall straight on its face (laughs) and instead you thought and you worked your way through it and you were open-minded about it enough that you were like, oh wait a second and you actually thought through it so that's that's why we have tennis rockers because we're able to do stuff like this this wasn't scripted at all and just plan it just allow it to flow and it actually comes around and it works really well so yeah you rocked my brain and you rocked my body
0: tennis rockers baby Tennis
1: rockers. bye